Thank you for joining us on a Morally Podcast with Tony May. Morally Podcast is purpose built for America. Through our military veterans and military supporters, we show that the values and qualities that built this country, such as service, sacrifice, respect, and faith, are not dead. A Morally Podcast builds community so individuals can improve their communities. And welcome to a More Elite Podcast with Tony Main. I'm your host, Tony Main, for today's absolutely fantastic podcast. I'm excited about this one. Jake Walden, a fellow Clemson alumni, is here to talk about General Electric. Uh, here, here to talk about their Junior Officer Leader Program. And although it's for transitioning military officers, there's a there's a wealth of of um, programs and, and opportunities within General Electric for for the military. But let's first start, Jake, once again, thank you for coming on and tell me what is going on with your Tigers right now? Um, our Tigers right now. Our Tigers, thank you, thank you. Um, I don't know. I uh, It is nice that I was there during, while we were on the rise, you know, the Taj Boyd era. So, you know, I, I I have greater appreciation for when we were in, in the elite era the last few years. Um, and now, um, man, I, I think it might be some coaching, might just be some young guys that are, you know, it's finally their turn to step up to the plate. And it's a little bit different when you're the backup and have to go in and all of a sudden you're the guy this year. Um, and all of a sudden you're, you've got a little bit of money from, you know, whatever sponsors that are is coming into your pocket besides just playing for the love of the game. I don't know. Um, I, I've been listening to all the other podcasts trying to figure it out. Uh, <laughs> but I am – I'm kind of excited about some of the parity. You know, we, we've had it great. Um, you know, I'm, I would love if, you know, maybe Cincinnati makes it to the playoffs this year since I live up there now. Um Unfortunately, I would hate to have another playoff where it's just Bama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and and the other whatever other team that that's usually there with us. Um, so, well, know. you know what they say, Jake, and I heard this one in my Bible study last week. You can't you can't have a testimony without being tested. So sometimes yeah. that rise, you got to get down in the ashes to have to have that rise. And you had mentioned that you're living in Cincinnati now with uh, General Electric General Electric aviation um tell us a little bit about your service and what led you to really one of america's kind of blue ribbon companies yeah so um so i went to clemson that's how we met uh studied language and international trade uh, with a concentration in spanish um, and then commissioned as an infantry officer in 2013. Um, so I was down there at Fort Benning. We were able to meet up a couple of times while I was down there. I remember that. Thanks for uh, the mentorship there and, and kind of showing me a little bit of the ropes. Um, but did, you know, I Bullock Ranger School Airborne down there. Um, went on to serve as an infantry officer um, for the first three years, uh, mainly out of Fort Carson. Uh, did one deployment to Afghanistan in 2016. Um, and then when I came back, so I was actually in the branch detail program for MI. Um, so I went to a captain's career course for military intelligence, um, then uh, went to Fort Stewart. That was my, my last duty station. Uh, did a brief rotation in uh, South Korea and then came back to, to transition out. So um, it, you know, summing up five years like that, it, you know, it sounds like nothing, 
Um, and it seems like I got out yesterday, um, but you know, I'm, it's been about five or three years, a little over three years since I got out in, in 2018. Um, when I was getting out, I had a buddy that I was in captain's career course with that had found this program at, at GE uh, called the Junior Officer Leadership Program. And he had gotten out uh, of the Army about a year before I did. So I, I kept in touch with him while I was at Fort Stewart and in Korea. And uh, it was just like, hey, man, what is this program about? You know, it sounds great. Um, and uh, he explained it to me and and I decided to apply, you know, thought, what's the worst that could happen? I did have a little bit of leeway. You know, I got out as a, as a single captain, so I didn't have, you know, a family to support that I needed to immediately jump into the, the you know, the next career. Um, so that was a, a little bit of a, you know, a, a lot less stress for me and I could take my time searching for jobs. Um, but really, this was one of the few things I did apply for. And it just sounded like such a great program that uh, once I got an offer, I just accepted it and moved to Cincinnati. Um, so if, then, I, if I was in your shoes, I, I, I would think a little bit, though, with, with your background at Clemson, so successful in what you did at Clemson, uh, successful in, in the military. But there's always some trepidation uh, with, yeah. with tra transitioning in terms of going to, like, like I said, a, a top tier known company. Did you have any of that in your mind or was there something about the way the program um, laid out that made you feel comfortable during the application process? Yeah, so I would say, you know, there's some some of that, but the more I learned about the program, um, the more comfortable I felt. So, for instance, the the program itself, it's um, a two year program where you do eight month rotations in, in different areas of the business. Um, and JOLP is not specific to GE Aviation. Right now, we do have the majority of the JOLP candidates across the board. I would say probably 80 to 90% of them are within aviation um, just because that's where it started. And, and it makes sense. A lot of people coming out might be pilots so they can, you know, talk the language to, to the customer or they know the product. Um, but within aviation, I was um, put on a supply chain track. So that kind of made me more comfortable. You know, I wasn't going into an engineering role in a, in a company that's very heavily um, engineering, right? I wasn't going into a finance role without any financial experience. Um, so going into supply chain, uh, they explained it. You know, we do like a, a lot of like combat arms guys coming in because you do have that experience of, of being that platoon leader or that company commander. And it's very similar to, to showing up to uh, being like a, a ship supervisor on a shop floor, which was what my first role was. You know, you're you're the young guy coming in. You've got these machine operators or, or whoever that have 20 to 30 years of experience um, that know their job. They don't need you telling them what to do. They just need you, um, you know, supporting them, removing production barriers, um, much like, you know, being a, a young PL showing up and you got to all these NCOs that know exactly what to do. They just need you to be a good PL, if that makes sense. So if you if you apply to this program, there's there's somewhere between four to seven really core functional areas. What type of flexibility do you have to, to pick during those three eighth month um, rotations? Do they make you maybe do one if there's a need of GE or how does that kind of work? 
Yeah, so when you apply, uh, they'll, they'll kind of look at your, your resume, maybe what you studied in college. Um, you know, so if you were an engineer in college and, and an Army engineer, you might get pulled into to the engineering uh, division uh, for Joel. Um, so it just it really kind of depends on your background. Like I said, if you're combat arms um, and and they might pull you into supply chain, whether you have any experience in that at all um, with, with what you studied in, in college. Um, and once you're pulled into that recruiting pool, um, as you go through the process, you know, you're going to be talking to some some jokes on program. Um, and they might be further deciding, well, where does this person fit? Where should we plug them? You know, because um, they definitely don't want to plug somebody in, in engineering that is not an engineer. And you're just going to drown in that role and, and not have a successful rotation or, or, you know, three rotations and then, you know, leave, leave the program or, or maybe even leave the company just because you weren't happy. Right. So um, they do a really good job of, of putting you in a function where you, are set up for success. And, and so, to, if, you, if you enter into Joe, if it's all right to interrupt you there, Jay, if you enter into this program, is that a can idea of a conditional hire? Is it only for twenty four months within a job offer, or what, what's the understanding there? Yeah, so it's not. Um, so it, you're hired on. So it's not an internship. Um, it's you know an accelerated leadership program, a leadership development program, uh, if you will. Um, and that is your, you know, you're hired on as a joke. That's your job. And then you're going to do your rotation for eight months. Um, and, and that is also like you're doing a full time job, right? They're placing you typically somewhere um, where they're like for me, there wasn't a shift. They needed a shift supervisor to cover this shift in this area of the plant. So that's a full time job, right? It's, it's not like you're just covering. Um, for somebody, you're an assistant to the other supervisor. You're doing you're the working. Job. You're working. You're working. You're earning your yeah. paycheck because yeah, you're, you're earning, earning a paycheck. Yeah, and you have an assignment leader um, who might be uh, who you're reporting to. So it might be your manager, or it could just be um, somebody you know more more senior than you that has that experience to to mentor and help develop you. There's a there's a strong um, emphasis on developing that candidate because they come. Um, with the soft leadership skills and other soft skills from the military, but they might not know anything about supply chain or, or manufacturing or, or engineering um, at, at a company like GE. And um, getting to your, your question about, you know, what's next after that, you're not, um, you're not guaranteed a job after two years, um, but you're, once you get close to your two-year mark, you start looking for jobs, you start, you have to actually apply for a job coming off program. Um, so you apply for a job as an internal candidate at GE. And, um, and, and for most of us, well, you're a job, you're already a veteran. Yeah. You could be a service disabled veteran. So there, it, it, this is a, it's definitely grooming. So the idea yeah. of the reapplying, I, I think is, is more of, uh, uh, not a formality per se, but you you will know by then whether or not uh, you'll, you'll probably would want to stay there. Yeah. Or if if you're there for that next position. Yeah, and that's I mean it. That's what I've learned about you know in the corporate role world. If you are an internal applicant, say like now that I'm not on Jolt, um for my next job, whether it's 18 months, 
you know, two years, three years down the road, like I'm still going to have to apply for that internally, whether or not that manager comes to me and says, Hey, Jake, we, we want you to take this job. You're the perfect guy. They're going to post that job and I have to apply for it. They might have some other candidates apply and they'll, they'll interview them. I probably have a leg up cause I was, you know, sought out. Um, I could get beat out because somebody else applied for it that, that ended up being better. But I mean, that's kind of how it is across the board. So once you do your two years, you know, you're applying for another internal job, um, but you've likely networked your way um, into that role. And, and that person that's hiring you knows who you are, has two years of experience within the company um, to look at, you know, what you've done on your rotations and what your potential is. Tell me a little bit, Jake, then about with, with a different functional area in the, in the rotations, are you moving every eight months? What does that look like? Yeah, so you can be, um, and it really depends on um, what division you're in. So the headquarters for GE Aviation is in Evendale, Ohio, which is in the Cincinnati uh, metro area. So basically Cincinnati. Uh, there's a ton of opportunity in Cincinnati. So I, I usually tell candidates that I talk to, it's always good to come to Cincinnati for probably your first rotation, maybe one or two, just because there's a lot more opportunity there uh, for roles that you might want. Um, but we have shops everywhere. Um, a lot of them are in the, I feel like the Southeast, um, you know, like me, for example, if I wanted to make it back down to, if I wanted to do a rotation in, in Asheville, which is close to where I'm from in North Carolina, I might've been able to do that on like a second rotation but then a third rotation might not have been open there. I might've had to move somewhere else for it. Um, so if, if, if you're getting out as veterans, that's why I tell people and you know, you're, you're tired of the, the constant PCS, um, your chances of going to a larger place like, like Cincinnati and, and doing all three rotations, like you can easily do that there and, and not have to move around. Um, I actually did move. I, I did two rotations in Cincinnati, uh, one rotation, um, and, and then my final rotation out in uh, Kansas, just south of Wichita, and then actually came back to Cincinnati for my uh, my first role off of the Joe program. So, I think a big selling point for GE or really any you know a major American corporations is the ability to you can travel with the stability of being with the corporations and take yeah. that is still an option for folks, especially if, if you are single before or if your family does does like to travel. Um, yeah. Speaking of GE though, and we did talk about Joel and the website um, is, is there for folks uh, to take a look at jobs.gecareers.com backslash Joel. You can also just type in GE jobs, Joel or GE Joel into your um, browser and that will go ahead and take you to where you need to be. But GE, let's say you're not a junior junior officer per se. And I think the junior part of that requirement is five years in the military. So very much fits for the junior officer role. What, what about other opportunities for veterans or transitioning service members um, within the GE kind of architecture? Yeah, so that's that's a great question. I, I get it from time to time. Um, and, you know, that, that's even you know, that could include somebody with with 18 years, you know, retiring major or, or lieutenant colonel um, that doesn't really fit Joel, 
or just somebody on the enlisted side with tons of great um, leadership experience. Maybe they already have a you know college degree or master's in, in something, um, but they don't fit the qualification specific for Jolt. They'd be a great candidate for just a, a direct hire uh, job within GE. And we do uh, have a great veterans network um, across the board for GE um, at the, the corporate level has, you know, GE Veterans Network, then down at aviation, uh, we still have a, a GE Veterans Network. And depending on what site you're at um, and how large it is, you probably have a Veterans Network as well, as well. You know, it could be 15 people, it could be 300 people, depending on how large your site is. Um, and so there's, um, within the, the Veterans Network, there's, a, there's actually a, several pillars. One of those is the higher pillar, which, you know, people within the network, the, the leaders within the network work with, you know, how are we doing on, on hiring veterans? What can we do more about recruiting veterans? Um, and I think there's a website for, for that as well. I, I don't have it with me. I can, I can email you later or, or anybody that can reach out to me. Um, so if you're looking to, to, you know, apply for a job as a direct hire or just get in the recruiting pool um, as a veteran, uh, it's, it's a great opportunity. And um, it's, it's a great veterans network at GE from what I've experienced just with the amount of networking you can do or as coming in as, you know, fresh out of the military and into the corporate world. You might not know the, the some of the do's and don'ts and, you know, how, how to, you know, transition. Um, and you can get some of that. You can search out fellow veterans within the network, somebody that's, that's been around for, for much longer within the company and get some of that, that mentorship and advice. Um, you know, and just next week, actually, uh, the Aviation Veterans Network is having their Veterans Summit in Cincinnati, which is like a three-day event, um, basically a conference. They're bringing in some external speakers, um, some, you know, health coaches as well. We're having a morning of, of PT, if anybody wants to join it, actually, uh, to kind of get back to your roots. Um, and uh, and like I said, some, some external speakers just to talk about um, you know, what, um, you know, kind of what's applicable to, to veterans in, in the corporate workforce. Jake, thank you so much. Once again, for the, for the listeners, the program is the junior officer leadership program through general electric, a 24 month program featuring three, eight month rotations where you get to see the corporation, see the company kind of find where you think your niche is going to be while you are getting paid to learn in the corporate environment. Jake, thank you once again for coming on, my friend. I hope you enjoy the rest of your vacation. Thanks for taking your time out to serve America again by sharing them your lessons, sharing with us your lessons learned. Thanks, Tony. Great to be on. Thanks for having me. And, and like I said, uh, if anybody has any questions, uh, feel free to reach out to me, reach out to Tony. He can get you my information. All right, Jake Walden, you can go to at GE Careers to learn more. Jake is also on LinkedIn. He said you can connect with him if you'd like. That's going to close out this week's podcast. Thank you for making this a part of your week. And before this week is over, ensure you take time to do something for someone else. Take care. We hope you enjoyed a Morley podcast with Tony May, and we appreciate your viewership. If you'd like to hear more from Tony or one of his guests, you can view or listen to past episodes at TonyMain.Podbean.com. Until next time, be a community builder for America.